Welcome back to episode number two of the Pond and Boys podcast, right here in the Duck Hole Studios in beautiful Lincoln County, Oklahoma. I hope everyone's having a good day. I'm Justin Hammock. And Next I'm, to me, hmm. Nick Sampson. And in the corner, we have the creepy guy. Oh, IT over there in the corner, <clears throat> working the computers for us today. He's like, ET, phone home. <laughs> <laughs> No, it's the old Stegman. You can find him on Discord. It's called Steg the Man, all one word. He's a uh, serious gamer. He likes to play Arma 3 and usually likes to take long walks on the beach on sandy shores. When he's not flying a plane. How you doing today, buddy? It's been a day. I feel that my back is screaming right now. So many things I want to say. Oh, shut up. <laughs> so many things. Uh, so many things. Mm. Well, I told you before we were going to start, I was going to jump off, like, just into a rabbit hole that... Rabbit hole or tirade? Tirade. Tirade, rabbit hole, whatever you want to call it. It's all the same. Okay. So, we're just going to jump off into this because... This is one thing that just absolutely grinds my gears. Is it a text message? That too. But why do people post pictures of their deer on social media? Because they're proud of them. Right. I, I totally get that concept, okay? You don't know if your neighbors see those deer that you're posting on social media for the whole entire world to see. That's something I don't understand. I, I, that's just something I won't ever, I won't ever get because worse than my five-year-old child over there statement. <laughs> <It's a true. laughs> I mean, now granted, totally different situation. You shoot the deer by all means, post pictures of it, right? Yeah. If I want you to see a picture of the the deer I have, uh -huh. I will show you a picture of the deer I have. Okay. Why do I need to post it all online for the whole entire world to see? That's something I just I, I don't get. Well, I mean, it's, at, at a certain point, yes. I mean... Every, you want everybody to see your deer, okay? Dead. I get it, right? Dead. Right. Dead. Now, yeah, taking going and taking your trail camera pictures and posting them. My my favorite ones are the ones that they leave the, the freaking GPS coordinates in. The time of day, the moon phase, everything. I, like That's something I will just simply never understand. Now, like I said... Like I said before, the the posting that you know you're a dead a dead deer online that's one thing. But to post the picture of the deer you have on your trail camera for the whole entire world to see, like I said, I don't want people knowing what I have because I'll tell you what I have right now is nothing. But <laughs> <laughs> that's the God's honest truth. I have nothing on camera. I mean, but 
the other problem is is <clears throat> take school ground, for example. Okay. What okay. school ground to people who don't maybe not familiar with that? State ground um, that they put up for auction. I think it's every five years. Okay. Um, and not really auction. You you they auction off the rights to hunt it or run cattle on it to lease it from the state. Okay. Okay. <clears throat> the problem with school ground is, I mean, four miles south of us, mm-hmm. there's two or three sections of school ground that holds some 214-inch deer. Right. Okay? I mean, it's no secret now. Right. And why is it no secret? Because we take the picture, and I send it to you. You send it to Stegman. Stegman sends it to Mark. Mark sends it to Billy Bob, Joe Bob, and Jim Bob. Mm -hmm. Okay? And then everybody says, oh, this picture come off school ground. Ooh, what school ground? Right? And here comes the Texans. Because <laughs> that, you mean to no tell you mean right to there. tell me we can come to Oklahoma and lease ground solely because we know there's big deer on there. Right. We know nothing. Right. We don't understand that we're kicking a farmer that's had that lease for twenty years off of it just so you can go kill a big deer. And get and turn around and just And then you're just gonna let it go back next year because guess what you come in here and there's no big deer turns out it's a pain in the ass to drive four hours to go hunt somewhere it is not listen and it was six and a half that's something else i've become very accustomed to but, but you're we'll, a hunter we'll, and we'll, you're we'll, and you're a hunter and you're griping we'll, we'll about not. driving six and a half hours to go hunt and i'm not a hunter and it was my idea right well no no that's that's a special deal. I'm saying for around here, there's no sense in me driving two hours from the house, three, whatever you want to say, an hour. You can get the WMA stuff right now an hour from here. Walk on public. I Something I don't get, but I, that's a whole other rabbit hole for here in a minute. Right now we're talking about posting your... Oh no! Now oh, you now, now you've on. done got me on this west like driving to West Texas kick. No, that's a totally different thing because that I mean that that's a hunt that you plan, right? I'm saying if if I had ground, say I have, <laughs> see here we go. See, say if I had ground two hours from here, we'll say family. It still would not make logical sense for me when I have ground here. But what has your ground here produced you? Over the over the oh, I, mean, I only had it for three years. But but what has it produced you? I mean, nothing major yet. I've had good there on the on the place. Just hadn't been able to get in front okay, of. Okay, key yet. words there was <laughs> have had have had yes. Okay, I, I totally understand. So that. why would you not? I'm just aiming to piss a bunch of people. Okay, so. Like, take me for example. Uh-huh. Right, I have trail cameras all over this place. Sure. I drove to Cromwell one day mm-hmm. with a buggy and corn, put out three cameras, and come home. Right. Never went back down there. You look at the trail camera pictures? No. See, now I could totally play, like, devil's advocate here. Right? Because 
depending upon what you had on that place, would be whether or not you're going to spend a lot of your time there. If you have a 170 down there and that's what you're after, I mean, I guess you would. But, yet again, that's just how I I was cut. I hunt around here. Most of my stuff was <laughs> walk-on you, you know what? So, I, I like he's, it's he's just in those, here. It's just one of those things that guys, I just don't get, I he's guess. He's in here, and he's he's complaining. <laughs> I'm trying to keep this clean here. He's complaining about people posting pictures of their deer. Okay, 100% because he that really not He does not have to worry about Pete, him posting pictures of his deer. Because everybody else in the county posts pictures of his deer. <laughs> I'm gonna tell you what. You know, good. That's a that's a really good point. It is nothing. There is nothing on the face of this earth that'll piss a hunter smooth off to get sent his own deer. So on somebody else's camera. So here, here, here. There's a fine line because it, they're not your deer. I'm standing in. They're the wild station. animals. Like let's not. I'm standing in the fire station, and this topic comes up, and I'm I won't drop names, and I'm like I need that picture, and they're like what? And I'm like I need I need that picture. Will you send me that picture right now? And they're like yeah. I'm already growling. So I he they send it, and I send it to Hammock, and he and he I'm talking. We've been friends 13 years. You've never called me so fast in your life. <laughs> never. Even when I when I wrecked the ambulance, you didn't call that fast. <laughs> Shoulder surgeries, you didn't call that fast. All the stupid stuff I've done, you haven't called that fast. Where'd you get that picture? And I'm like, Mm-mm. all you need to know is I have it now. The secret's out. And he's like, you have to understand, we're best friends. Like, well, you he didn't even keep his wife secret from me. But his deer, oh no. That is like the covenant. Now, I'm like, where are you hunting at? He's like, down the road. <laughs> That's so what you're I, supposed to do. You're not so supposed to tell anybody smart. where you're at. Then I got smart. I'm like, you know what? You're smart. You're not smarter than me. You want to go down the three-mile road to the four-mile mile road? road and, and if you cross Bear Creek, Creek. Bridge, you went too far. <laughs> you want to you want to take a right, right there where the brown cow always stands? <laughs> hey. Uh, over there on Cedar Tree Corner. You think I'm kidding you. You find any firefighter in the in east of I-35. Right. Ask them if they have fought fire in Moreland. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. And they're going to ask you about the one-legged windmill on the corner. Okay. Would not doubt it. Cannot make it up. Right. Pull in. Where are we going? Go down the highway three miles. Hang a left. And I can't remember the directions, but he goes, when you get to the one-legged windmill, hang a left. And I'm like, what kind of backwoods directions are these? But here we go. And I and I and we was driving out there, and I think uh, Eric Harlow called me. He said, man, where are y'all going? I said, man, I don't know. He said, at the – the guy said, when we get to the one – he goes, the one-legged windmill, hang a left. I'm like. You know where we're going? He goes, man, everybody knows what we're going. Boy, like that really narrows like, it down now, doesn't it? <laughs> but, yeah. Yeah, I mean, your pictures get posted without. Right. The other thing 
that goes along with what I was saying that really just gets me going. No, the deer that you were just talking about was kind of a, I would say, a freaking nature. I mean, it would have been on your wall. I think the deer went 185 and some change. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, I had to install his internet and look at that deer <laughs> on his wall. Did he let you touch it? Boy, let me tell you what. No, he wasn't home. Did his wife let you fondle it? No. His wife was in the other room while I was taking pictures of it. Was you, hey, was you in there like taking a selfie with <laughs> yeah. the deer going, chick, chick, try not to get, Try not to get all these other big-ass deer he has on the wall in the same picture. That's the side of the point. I just, I, I bet you, you walked in there. You probably knocked on a door 10 foot tall and bulletproof. And by the time you made it four steps in there. No, one up. I opened the door and seen the deer. man. Oh. <laughs> You're just mad because he got to do something you couldn't do. But here's the deal. I th- to that, I'll say this. To that, I'll say this. The man kills I, some big deer. The man kills some big deer, and here's the deal. And this is the thing I come to realize. His kids kill some big deer. Yep. The thing I come to realize was it wouldn't have mattered if I was in the, in the stand or not that day. I wouldn't kill the deer. You wouldn't kill the deer. Nope. That deer was shot about a mile and a half, two miles from me. Yeah. So there wasn't anything I'd do about it anyways. Congratulations to the to him. I mean, you'd have missed anyways. Well, probably. I'd have shit myself. The other thing that really grinds my gears about <laughs> the whole topic of what we're talking about is when people post their deer online to ask how old the deer is. Because in my little world, yes, I have not killed big, giant deer, okay? But in my head, what does it matter, right? I don't care if the deer is two-year-old. If he has a 200-inch rack on top of his head, I'm killing him. That's it. At the end of the day, that's it. (laughs) That's it. Okay. It's your deer. If you're happy with shooting the two-year-old spike that's still got shoot milk what? on its mouth, right? shoot it, okay? 100%. You do you. You do you. Right. Okay? And then, and the long of the, hey, The listen, long of the short of, the th- of it right there, that's it. You know, I've, I've looked at, you know, I've, I've got, I've seen a lot of deer. Mm-hmm. Okay. Can I age a deer on the hoof? No, no, mm-mm. You give me a cow out there in the pasture, and I can get pretty close. Right. Okay. You put... He's ten, just an old farmer. You put I'm 10 deer back. in front of me, and I'm going to be like, mm, you know, I think I could get pretty close, but I, I've seen, and I've been around a lot of people that can, I mean, straight up age a deer on the hoof. Right. And I mean, it, it's fascinating. They put a lot of time and effort into learning how to do that right okay and and to each their own right to each their own but i've been around hunters Mm -hmm. okay that couldn't age a deer Mm -hmm. and had never had ground shrinkage And you know what I'm talking about no no what when you're looking when you're looking through that what you're talking about you're looking through that scope and you're like oh man that sucker big i'm talking 10 by 10 i'm talking he's big biggest deer i've ever seen in my life i gotta shoot him 
Uh-oh. Well, shit. He's like a two-by-two. Two. Hey, <laughs> happened to me last year. Yeah. Did, I mean, it was a doe, but still not exactly what I thought it was going to be. But that's that's beside the point. <laughs> Dude, we hunted the lake this year, or last year. And we went out there for youth, because Derek's kids wanted to hunt. Right. And I'm like, yeah, cool. Youth hunt? Heck yeah. What are you talking about hunting a lake? So, the two lakes here in in Lincoln County, mm -hmm. in Chandler, you can draw. You can draw spots okay. every September. So, it comes to the, the local area code first mm -hmm. for the spots. Mm-hmm. And then anybody outside of that area code can get what spots are left. Is that just ducks or what? I mean, ducks and deer. Ducks and deer, okay. Yeah. So we drew out on the old lake. So that's where they get the city drinking water from. And uh, we went out there for that youth hunt. Mm -hmm. If it had been opening season for adults, we'd have been done in 10. <laughs> I'm talking low flyers right in front of us, the prettiest sight. Geese all morning. Doesn't that just make Ugh. you want to kick a fat kid in Kmart? <laughs> <laughs> Thank that, you, Leo Vaughn. Yeah, right. <laughs> I mean, just stick a fork in an outlet and call it a damn day. You know what? <laughs> uh, yes, because then we went back out there and hunted in regular season. I don't know why. Them geese look like 737s. Yeah. Yeah. Like presidential escort. I, you know what? Here's the deal. I've hunted lakes here. When it gets super cold, which it hasn't in the past, I don't know, few years. Quite a few years, probably, I would say. Not, you ain't have never hunted a day in your life until you have hunted in February in North Carolina. Yeah, well. And you're in shorts. <laughs> in a kayak <laughs> when it, whenever it it does freeze around here and it does get a good good hard freeze and all the ponds freeze up then it typically drives all your birds to the bigger waters whether that be privately owned watersheds or the lakes or hey do you think the flyway shifted You know, I Ooh, was making it? him think. Yeah. Well, huh? No. Stegman thinks Tornado Alley has shifted. Well, I I do. I think this very same thing, but that's all. We'll have to. It's a. Do you think the flyway shifted? Maybe. I don't think there's a maybe to it. I think it has. From, I think okay, I think I it has shifted further east. From the time from the time I really started getting into duck hunting back in 2013 to now, so that whole period of time, you know, I can I can remember hunts where we were hunting here in Lincoln County on uh, ponds that we're limiting out six man limit thirty minutes. We're done and out of there to. You know, you have good days and bad days now. More bad than probably good. I'm about good. to say, we, no, they're, they're bad. I mean, think about it here. 
<clears throat> when I when I come to the farm, there's Sophie dog. When I come to the farm in 2010, mm-hmm. we was shooting redheads, gadwalls, canvasbacks, uh, canvasbacks, right here behind me. I mean, we, we we was shooting them here, and now you're lucky to see a duck, right? Let alone shoot a duck, right? You know, it, it that also probably has a lot to do with the. I mean, just in the in the aspect of how hot our summers have been here in the past few years yeah i believe i don't there's a duck hunter out there that knows a whole lot more than me who's just screaming at the air right now 100 percent. yeah yeah i mean but no one duck hunter is like oh north carolina cypress trees we hunted some flooded cypress northern louisiana flooded cypress boy we got up in there and uh Blackwater? I'm oh straight off the river. Yeah. That's good stuff. I may get in trouble for this, but it is what it is. We was hunting in there and when we pull this was Bradley's lease mm-hmm. and it's flooded timber. And we pull up there about six o'clock in the morning. Dude, and it looks like a little city. And I'm like, What is going on, Bradley? You said this is your lease. He goes, I don't know what's going on and we get in there, and they're all XL duck boats. And I'm talking, these boys are all over the place. Mud motors, the works. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Because there's just, there's duck blinds out through here, and you kayak out to get in the duck blind. Is is his lease part of a hunt club? No, I don't think so. I don't, okay. I don't know. Bradley's much like you on lease ground and stuff. You know, there's just some things you don't talk about. Right. So, gotcha. I, you, I don't ask a lot of questions. So we go in and we we post up and some of these boys went you know some of them left and then we kind of all just scattered out and we didn't make a fuss. There was no need to make so a fuss on, over this. So like on his lease, is there a river running through it? There's a river on the backside of there. So you're you're just hunting just literally just the the, the flooded cypress, right? Okay. So we we learn later by making a phone call uh-huh. that if you can get to it. At least in North Carolina, and I think it's the same in Oklahoma. Mm-hmm. If it, if it's flooded, mm-hmm. and you can get to it by navigable water in a boat or a kayak, and as long as you do not get out of it, uh-huh. you are not trespassing. Right. Okay. So these boys could not get in the duck blinds that were built. They had to stay in their boat. And then my conversation went, "What about their dog? Your right. Point. It's not a stray dog." We can't say it's the neighbor's dog. It we Rode see it on coming a out of a duck, duck boat, boat, jumping off said duck boat, <laughs> getting back on said duck boat. Right? No, don't make a fuss where there's not a fuss needed. Right? Okay. Did we shoot any birds? No. Right? But have you ever heard a Canadian goose call go off in flooded cypress? <laughs> no. Because these boys were hitting some wood duck calls and yeah. i'm like bradley watch this <laughs> dude and i hit that goose call and i mean it echoed for miles <laughs> i'm like well <laughs> I think it's time to go to the house right. you know <laughs> time to pack up so we we talked about going in there so there was a channel that had cut mm-hmm. and we talked about to solve this problem, mm-hmm. 
just canoeing in with a chainsaw mm-hmm. and falling a cypress tree into this canal. Right. That way it'd block off the channel coming in. And then upon further investigation and some wisdom drinks, we decided against using a chainsaw in a kayak. <laughs> well, I wonder why that is. It sounded good in theory. Right. As most do, most ideas do. Yeah. When, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. You have a few adult beverages. Yeah. Remember that fooler that we made the, the tailpipe out of a beer can? Yes. <laughs> well, that, oh, man. No. We're not going to tell that story, are we? No. Okay, good. No. But back to your picture thing. Yeah. <clears throat> you know, there's a lot of people that when they take a picture on their iPhone, mm-hmm. they I, I don't think they know they're in live mode. So then you send this picture to your right. buddy, right? With another iPhone. With another iPhone. And you hit the picture and you push in and hold the picture. It actually plays for like two seconds prior or maybe a second prior and a second after the picture was taken. And usually you can catch where they're at, you know, or something that they was trying to. And I'm like, you know, you got to be at least a little bit secret. Right. You know. Or I don't know, be smart enough not to take any pictures where you're hunting. Because anybody that that has some common sense can get an IP address from your phone number and track your phone. Because everything you send on your phone is data. And data means IP address. Right. Means location. Which is... Okay. So that's like my whole point. I mean, at the end of the day, nobody needs to know where you're hunting. No, because I don't know. Maybe it's just the way. I mean, look at the ways of the world. Okay. Well, think about this. Did we have these problems? Hunt? Did did the older generation? And when I say that, I'm meaning the the. The, the guys that are 60, 70, 80 mm-hmm. that have hunted their whole life and that are still hunting, did they have the problem with trespassers and all the dumb shit that we have to deal with? No. Mm-hmm. Right? Not one bit. There wasn't shitheads in the world. Right. Okay? Uh, everybody respected everybody else's property and privacy. Mm-hmm. But now you have... Onyx. Now you have Huntwise, not dog in their companies. Okay, come find my phone. I have Onyx on it. Mm-hmm. Okay, but for the guys that want the privacy, they have to hide their their names and their ownership through companies mm-hmm. because there's no privacy in the world. Right. So, and then we just make it easy because now you can take your deer pictures and you can post them on Aunt Onyx. And share them to the world. Right. Well, yeah, you're tracking location again. Okay. <laughs> I'm getting ready to go on, on another tirade. I mean, it. you know, it's like the, 
who, who am I, right? I am nobody, okay? Just a dude in a <laughs> patch down, okay? But it's like the um, the deer cast. Have, have you ever seen uh, the movie uh, 13 Hours? Uh, I don't believe I have. About Benghazi? I think it no, was, I, I haven't was, yet. No, I can't remember who said <laughs> yeah, it. Like it hadn't been out forever. I can't remember who said it. Movie, and it was uh, I'm just a dude pretending to be a dude trying to be another dude that, <laughs> or something like that. that. That's <laughs> it. That's it right there. No, it's like the deer cast deal. I mean, man, I could go the rabbit holes. Man, I'm getting I'm getting myself into right now. It's like deer cast. So you mean to tell me I'm going to pay you? Which all their prices went Who up. Who came up with that? Mark Jury. Mark, yeah. Drop it, Soph. So. Hey, you can't have that. You you want me to pay you Shithead. all this money, which it, the, the app has now went up, oh. right? Since Did you say the Drury's? Yes. Sorry, I was. Mark Drury. I was getting on to the doctor. He's one of the creators of DeerCast. Dude. Never mind. No, I'm, I won't go down I, that. Look, look, I'll just get short and sweet to my point. You want me to pay you fifty, eighty, hundred and twenty dollars a year to use this app to tell you information that you already have readily available to you on YouTube. Hold on. You know what I mean? Hold on. I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna play the other side of this. Okay. And I'm gonna so, I'm gonna get into shop placement here in a minute too, because that's another thing that just Okay, so it really just irks, in, irks in me. this DeerCast app, you know, and I, I think I've seen it. I think you can go in and put your plant, your your stand placement, and then yeah. what you're in, and mm-hmm. it'll give you your wind, humidity, and and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Okay, so for new hunters mm-hmm. and the old hunters, mm-hmm. I love it. Okay, because we're not. Our generation is technology savvy, right? We're sitting in here. Unfortunately. We're running a Mac computer. We have a gaming computer going, right? We know technology. Right. Okay. Look at the guys that are 50, 60, 70. There's a lot of them guys that don't know technology. Right. So if they can open their phone and get the information they want in mm-hmm. one click, by all means. And, and, and they've done it. You know, right, Un- unless like me, I come in here and sit down and look at weather models, okay, mm-hmm. and run weather models to know when the big cold fronts are coming, when we're under high pressure, low pressure, you know, and, and we can we can play that game that way. Right, you know, that's where I have to. I mean, like I said, in this whole, I mean, somebody had the segment. idea and took it, took it, right. And maybe they're making a million dollars a year right now. Right. Get after it because you found it. I mean, you found it for the older generation, the younger generation. I'm going to play devil's. And the lazier generation. I'm going to play devil's advocate. Right. I'm going to – I'm just double-edged sword. I'm getting ready to shoot myself in the foot. Take back everything I said, right? There is positives to to all this stuff that we're – that we have readily available. We have computers in our pockets now, like you, like what you're saying. So there's not. I think what you're saying is there's more 
probably more positives than there is negatives to most of this stuff. I'm looking at the negative because I want to go on a tirade today. I don't know why. Just, you know, like I said. Hey, how was your first Bucky's trip? Because we talked about West Texas. Yeah. And your first ever stop at Bucky's. Bucky's is an experience. Dude, Bucky's is a must. In For this household, me and my wife will get up in a Saturday morning and go to drive three hours to Bucky's, <laughs> do our shopping, and drive home. But but it Nick, has we happened just, twice. But Nick, we just talked about not driving two hours to No, to you Gilles. did. You did. But I did gonna... not jump on that bandwagon. <laughs> do not put words in my mouth. You did. Right. But by God, we'll we'll get up and go, drive three hours to Bucky's. I'm right there with you. Tell me when to load up, dude. Do you understand Darren Siler's wife? God bless her heart. Every time she goes to San Antonio and comes home, she brings me beaver nuggets. I have a crack addiction. Uh, Darren's got <laughs> had, a, Darren had, has a good woman. Had I want to say, love beaver nuggets. Uh huh. They don't love me as much as you love them. As much as I love them. So, hey. so the the. So, Bucky's is just an experience in and of itself. For the few people who out there who have not been to Bucky's, there is lay down. It's kind of a. It's so much more than a gas station, dude. It's like so much more. You go in there and you can literally get anything anywhere from deer corn, dude. We done our Christmas shopping there two years to ago. To your Christmas shopping for everybody in the family. Hey, you forget your Sorry. ice chest. Boom. Yeti ice chest. Need broadheads? Boom. Broadheads. Need a deer blood? All seven. 700 pounds of deer corn? Uh, outside on pallets lined up cheapest, for miles. Cheapest gas in Texas. Right? Guaranteed. Greatest, greatest platform. And I think the way I understand this is they got sued when they first opened. Uh-huh. By the big oil companies in Texas. Because their gas was cheaper than anybody else's. Mm-hmm. And their philosophy was, I can sell gas cheaper, get you in the store, and what you spend in the store will make up for the cheap gas. Right? I guarantee you, because you walk in that store. Dude, they start out paying at like $19 an hour. It's a $100 bill to walk out of that store. Easy. And that's just so walking in and walking out. So we go to Bucky's on our way to West Texas to go hunting. And... <clears throat> We go inside, and we come out, and I think it was Hammock. He goes, Nick, what do you think the average receipt is walking out of the door? I yeah. Said, $100. Yeah. I said, it's $100. It is no less than $100. He said, are you sure? I said, 100%. And Jonathan come out and got in the car. And I said, Jonathan, how much money did you spend in Bucky's? He goes, $110. Hammock goes, Nick, how much money did you spend in Bucky's? I said, 145 I said, why? How much money did you spend? He goes, 120. I'm like, average, 100 bucks, give or take. Right? With it. So you put that, take right. that, and I'm going to say that's a $100 average per person. Uh huh. Okay. If you walk in the door, kids, you name it, because you're not going to Bucky's just to use one of the 45 bathrooms. Right. Let's, let's take, let's <laughs> okay. take, the, let's take this back. As, <laughs> let's take this back just a step. It's, that was three, Dudes going on a on a hog hunt in West Texas. 
Yeah, that we so, went an hour so out was, of our way to go to Bucky's. Beside the point. That is completely 100% <laughs> beside the point. What I'm saying is it me, you, and Kate's, right? So three independent people, over a $100 bill, okay? You take your family of four, right? We'll just say four. 100%. Mom, dad, son, yep. daughter. That's what I'm saying. Well, $100 per person in the door. Right. right. So, I mean, your average family of four, you're looking at. And I don't know what their fire dollars load in here is, but I'm pretty sure it's probably about 800, maybe 900 people. Yeah. But I guarantee you, when we was there, it was a light day. And then coming home, we had to stop back stop by. at Bucky's again. And then he got to experience Bucky's on a race event day at the racetrack because you was like shuffling sideways mm-hmm. to get to some places like I'm pretty sure me and this lady was going to fight over some lemon crisps because there was one bucket left yeah, hey. and, and I had to make a moral decision right hey, brother, then you're going to have that on the big <laughs> on the big jobs I promise you that I'm like I had to make a moral decision right then am I willing to fight this lady over these women these lemon crisps and I'm like 100% you know if it had been a man we'd have thought we we probably went outside it's it's Bucky's in West Texas you, hey but I won't I won't fight a woman over lemon crisps it won't happen gloves coming off I can't do it you won't do it I, I would I couldn't I don't think over a bucket a bucket of lemon crisp I don't, I don't think I could the last one on the shelf I, I didn't. I bowed out. I mean, okay, good point. Good point segment. Last, like last one listen, in the whole store. Listen, at the end of the day, uh huh. I'm probably still gonna get wrecked in the store uh-huh. by this woman. Yeah. So I might as well leave with a little bit of dignity. <laughs> okay, instead of getting my tail whooped and not getting any lemon crisps. Right. Okay. So at least I can say, hey, one hundred percent. You know, we we shook hands. We made a mutual agreement mm-hmm. over some lemon crisps, and we we went our separate ways. Okay, so yeah, yeah, yeah. You walked away the bigger man. Yeah. So about Bucky's, we get to Bucky's, and it's like eight o'clock in the morning. Yeah. So there's yeah, there's not too terribly many people in there. Nick says, "Hey, when you go in there, be prepared. They're gonna have brisket sandwiches." Okay. He goes, I just know they have brisket sandwiches. I'm like, all, right, all right, whatever. So I go in there. I'm doing my shopping. Case walks out, to the, gets back to the car. Nick walks back out, gets to the car. I come out, get in the car. Nick says, so what'd you get? Oh, you know, some beaver nuggets, beef jerky. The first trip is, it's 60 bucks, right? Just the, That's the first trip. He goes, what about the bricks, bris, uh, brisket sandwiches? Yeah, about that. What, I come out with two, three? Yeah. Ate them all, 8 o'clock in the morning for breakfast. It was actually about I'm gonna 11 tell you, o'clock, okay, because we did not leave this house until 6. I'm going to tell you right now, the brisket sandwiches, you will sell your sister for. You heard it here first. I don't even have a sister. I don't, I don't know if y- y'all two have ever been to Bucky's. Mark, Stingley. Okay. The brisket sandwiches, they're legit. I'm, I will give it to the brisket. 
sliced. But you go in there and get that sliced turkey, smoked turkey oh sandwich, and it's got a little drizzle of barbecue, head country barbecue sauce on there with lemon and with uh, pickles and onion. Mm-hmm. I'm telling you. You'll sell your sister. That's, I mean, that's along the short of it right there. You'll sell your sister for it. Exactly. That's my point. <laughs> that's my point. Good shit. Dude, yeah, do y'all play golf? Mark doesn't play golf. Stegman plays golf. Uh, well, he plays at it, and so do I. But <laughs> anyway, in West Texas, man, oh, we man. pulled into this town, okay, and I called Clint, and I said, uh, what, what, uh, hey, are we in the right town? And he's like, yeah, here's how you get to the deer lease. And I'm like, all right, cool. He goes, but make sure you stop at the lumber yard first. And I'm like. Why do I need stuff at the lumber yard? He's like, trust me, go to the lumber yard. Now, so when Clint says trust me in Texas, you have to trust him, especially if it has to do with food. Love the man to death. He's lost a lot of weight. Man can eat. Okay, man can eat. So yeah, I listen to Clint in Texas. Now, a side note: the town that we were in, where the lumber yard is, is a town. Of how many people? What's the name of that town? Of of how many people? Oh, hundred, maybe, maybe on a good day, maybe. If you if the extra tourist has their kids with them, I don't think there's many tourists that go through. No, because you're. I'm gonna tell you what. You are in the middle of absolutely nowhere. Uh, Ballant was it Ballinger? No, it wasn't Ballinger. Ballinger big. What was the name of that town? And it was in between. Was it Burners? Bront. Huh? Bront. Well, Bront. Bront, Texas. Yeah, see, I have there's probably B, a little more. B, than, Bront, whatever. You know, there's probably 600. Is there really that many people? I'm going to say 600 people. Dude, it looked like a ghost town. But this, this hardware store, you walk in there and it's Cabela's, buddy. I'm talking. On, hey. Camouflage. And I walk in and first thing catches my eye and I'm just sitting there looking at this thing. And I'm like, whoa. I mean. There's not just one. Dude, this thing is huge. There's like a huge. ten of them. And this guy comes out, and I'm like, hey, what did this thing score? And I want to say it was like. Oh, it was something absurd. Like 260. Yeah, it was just like. Just absolutely it, stupid. And I hear another guy get up, and he gets up. And from what I, if I remember right, they this deer is live on the hoof, and he's behind a high fence and they they have this technology that they can 3d scan the antlers and then recreate them to actual size and 3d print so it's helping from what i understand is um, taxidermists kind of help come up with this that way they Mm -hmm. could help recreate memories right I'm I'm on dude after seeing this this was the coolest thing. Like how cool is that that you can take an image of your deer and make a complete 3D model of it. Right. And this guy was super cool. Um I think him and his family owned the the lumberyard and Clint was at Clint actually gets um all of their deer feed, deer protein and deer corn there. Because Clint's much like 
myself in hammock. You know, if you go anywhere you go, you try to support that local community as much as you can, right? Because you're a tourist. A lot of town, small towns rely on tourists. Yep. Especially towns in West Texas that are known for deer leases mm-hmm. from all over. You know, just like we go on vacation, you support the, the local community. I mean, it doesn't matter. Yeah, we go to Lake City. <clears throat> a loaf of bread, I think, six bucks. Okay. You're an hour and a half to the closest Walmart. If not two hours, and that's why that lumber yard is like a mini Cabela's. Yeah, I mean, it's so, like a, it's like Lowe's. If, if Lowe's, Cabela's, a feed store, all had a baby, that's it's it. That's that's what it was. I mean, anywhere from the the um, the deer feeders you put on the the front of your fourthers mm-hmm. that automatically the all seasons, it. yeah, the all seasons and all that. So then West Texan boys can spread deer corn down their open right-of-ways because God knows you can't see Hank through the sagebrush. You have never hunted in West Texas, have you? No, not until you drug me down there. We got down there, and we we, find, we got down there. and <clears throat> Okay, first of all, let's start, let's start here, okay? We left Oklahoma. We left Oklahoma at a, like 109 degrees and what seemed like 1,000% humidity. Go to West Texas, you're like, oh, it's not going to be that hot. It wasn't. Well, hold on. What was it? 114, 115? Yeah. Cool. And you had no humidity. Absolutely no humidity. Like, the weather was perfect. Like, there was no humidity in West Texas. You could almost wear one of the, um, like, the Hulk. I mean, if you remember that. Whatever fishing shirt. If you remember that night when we were standing on that cliff. Yeah. I was in a hoodie. Right. I mean, you get those winds coming up out of them draws. I mean, but I'm the same guy that's wearing a long sleeve shirt tonight. Too, right. So. And it's hotter than two mice fucking in a wool sock up here. Sorry. Thank you. I'll have to put a beep there. <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> we'll mark the explicit box on this one. Yeah. Whoops. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Don't let your children listen to this one, I guess. Well, that's too late. Oh, uh, well. But anyway, so we get out there in West Texas, and we finally, we get set up. The You know, the pigs was moving, but we couldn't see them. Mm-hmm. The, sage, the, the, uh, the sagebrush. Well, in the, um, the yeah. rocks. I mean, it was, we was on the a Mesquite bl- trees. The mesquite. Why did it take me that long to find And we was on trees. a bluff, and we feel like they were running pretty much right below Uh, us where we could not see them. So we finally get moved around, and that was your first thermal hunt. Yeah. So I don't – if you've never hunted with a a thermal, you have no depth perception. No. None. And and I'm trying to tell Hammock this, and I'm like, listen, when you see it – Just because you can see it. It's going to be closer than you think it is. Right. Okay. He's like, no. And I'm like, 100%. So he's looking through this thermal. And I said, hey, how far is the trees in front of you? How far do you think the trees are in front of you? He's like, dude, 100 yards. I said, really? They're like 50 foot. (laughs) He's like, no way. And I said, take the thermal down, let your eye adjust. And his eyes adjust, and he's like, oh, holy shit. And so we've. 
Cates throws that uh, Fox Pro out there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that we came back down off of the off the cliff and then and went we, down to the two track. Yeah, and then went back up on a different ridge. Yeah, and was overlooking that uh, big that hay grazer field. Yeah, almost in pacing. <laughs> and uh, we got a coyote to come out, and I'm like, hammock shoot, shoot, hammock shoot, hammock shoot the coyote. Hammock, are you gonna shoot the coyote? Hammock, shoot the coyote now. This coyote was at like oh twenty feet. Had no idea. If and, I, you, and he's he's running, right? He is coming. And I'm like, shoot the coyote. Shoot shoot the coyote. And I'm already pulling my Glock off my side. I'm like, this is about to get bad. Like <laughs> And then Kate's like, he finally shoots, hits him, he's down. Boom, here comes his running mate. And all all of us are focused on these two coyotes. And Kate's goes. Nick, I said, yeah. He goes, is anybody turning around looking behind us? And I'm like, no, that sounds like a grand <laughs> idea right now. Right? Because we heard bobcats, and now all of our backs are to the back. And now, now I'm like, now my- man, what's the chances of there being some big old mountain lion out here? And Mind we're you, about to get taken. West Texas? Totally different dart. When you're in West Texas, you can barely see your hand in front of your face. Midnight. Dark. It was uh well, it was a clear night. It that it was that. It was a clear night. I mean you you could see. Now we was But it's still Clint's old lease was freaking dark. Clint's old lease was over up at Winters, up around Winters. Mm-hmm. And we was out there. I went out there with him. Man, I feel like it, I think it was turkey season. And uh, Clint Clint hunts like I do, especially turkeys. Mm-hmm. We got up that morning, walk outside. I mean it. It's the picture perfect turkey morning. You got the fog. I'm about I'm about to, I'm about to lose it again. It, it's kind of cool outside, right? Full moon. Clint hollers as loud as he can. I'm like, did you hear a shot gobble? He goes, nope. I said, all right, going back to bed. <laughs> <laughs> That's my kind of turkey hunt right there. That's a whole nut. I can't turkey hunt. No, it's absolutely like, not. It's like ground squatting a goose. If you want to turkey hunt, go hunt a wheat field, Okay. Hunt in a pit blind, hunt in a layout blind, or whatever. Let geese light in, okay? Let them, let them sit down, let them stand on the ground, and then just blow their head off with a three-and-a-half-inch mag, right? <laughs> Boom. Congratulations, you're turkey hunting. I appreciate the dedication those turkey boys have got for it, Dude, there's people that chase turkeys all over the United States. You know, States. And, and if that's what gets you going, by all means. Like, I don't get it. I've shot one before, but it's just. I hit one with a truck. Right. I've done that, too. <laughs> Doing 60 <laughs> with the horn blaring. <laughs> uh, 
I mean, people call us crazy because we duck hunt, and we and I don't deer hunt. You, I mean, I got judged so hard because I don't deer hunt. Like I could care less about sitting in a tree for right. twelve hours, right. for four hours, for five hours. I have better things to do with my time. Mm-hmm. I can go duck hunt for three hours, come home, eat breakfast, and go do something else. And carry on about your day. Where if I go deer hunting of an evening, right, I need to be home by one, Mm -hmm. showered and shaved and cleaned Mm -hmm. by two, and in the stand by three. Right. Or four. Right. And then you're there till... Seven, and unless you kill, mm-hmm. and then you're there till ten, unless you're hammock, and then we're tracking deer. So I'll t- I'll tell you I'll tell you this story I guess real quick. The what only- when you shot my deer blind right after I said oh, don't shoot my man. deer blind? We're gonna jump into that one. It was a brand new deer blind. I don't think you're like, like the dynamic of that hunt was really to kill a deer. You know, two weeks prior to that hunt and a big deer in there, Trey Harper may still have the footage because mm-hmm. he was over my shoulder, with the camera, because there was a, I had a drop time coming mm-hmm. through there and I missed him at 10 yards. Yeah. You heard that right. 10 yards, 10. One zero. So we're, and when you look at the slow mo footage, I done what every bow hunter has probably done once in their life. And when you sling that arrow, you went, and you pulled because you need to see where your arrow went. You know, like Stegman hitting a golf ball, he can't keep his head down. And you can clearly see my arrow go a foot right over his tail. And he walked out of my life forever. I think two weeks later he got smoked by a car on 66. (laughs) (laughs) No, that the the hunt where I shot your blind. You was after meat. Yes. I had one goal in mind, right? And that was to shoot a doe. I have no problem. Well, you double bagged it. I did. You got the blind and the doe. So we're sitting there. And we're hunting hay trap, little bitty. Dude, that thing is like a quarter acre. If that. In cedar trees. Right. They have one way in. One way in, one way out. Well, well, two, two ways, ways in. Yeah. They have an entrance and an in egress. Yeah. So. Both ways. Yeah. The, I don't know, it was getting later, five, six, somewhere yeah. right there. I mean, you was, you was within 45 minutes to an hour last light. Right. Right, those um, three does walk in. It's hot. Three does walk in. It's hot. One walks by. Another one walks by. We're waiting on the third one. And in the out of the my right ear, don't shoot the blind hammock. Hmm. I said, make sure your set up. Make sure your arrow. Is above the bottom of the window. Hey, do not shoot the blind hammock. Hey, set up a little bit. 
so you don't shoot the blind. Okay. Right. Okay, I think I got it. <laughs> well, okay. I just looked at him. I'm like, hammock. He's like, what? I'm like, I hate you. He's like, I didn't shoot the blind. I'm like, look, hammock down. And you can see the perfect. It was a swacker. Three blades. No, no, no. It, it was just the the, ten, the 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 standard two blade, two inch swacker. Yep. And you can see the perfect hole. And then you can see the three vein hole. And I'm like, he's like, hey, would I hit the dough? <laughs> that, I'm like, that dude, hit. it was at like 10 yards, right? The arrow did not have time to deflect. But you want me to tell you something about that? That broadhead opened up. Oh, yeah. It was fully deployed while it hit that deer. Yeah. It zipped right through now, that deer. Now, did we have to track this deer like 65 yards through some... Some of the nastiest uh, stuff. Over a fence. And why? Why did we cross the fence? I don't know. We could have just drove around to the next gate, went through there, and picked her up along the fence line. <laughs> but no... We had this brilliant idea to raise this, I don't know, 180-pound doe because <laughs> she's been in there eating corn. Dude, you know, like, the way we feed corn here? I don't know if you hunt. Do you just dump your corn out on the ground, Mark? Okay. So, a lot of guys, like, I do it in places I don't have feeders. Mm -hmm. I'll just dump... 400 pounds of corn on the ground. Bradley come out here? And I'm like, hey, come on, let's, we gotta go feed some deer. So we fill some feeders, and I we go over there to that hay trap, and I'm just dumping corn out, and he's like, what are you doing? I'm like, feeding deer. What are you doing? He's like, trying to figure out what you're doing? I'm like, have you I'm never feeding deer. I'm like, have you never seen somebody, like, feed deer before? He's like, not like this. I'm like, sorry. So, <laughs> then we get in this, this blind up here. Yeah. North of the house. You think you think North Carolina people are redneck? There's a few. Dude, a skunk come out. Uh-huh. A skunk. And Bradley's like, what is that? I'm like, <laughs> that's a skunk. That's the coolest thing ever. I'm like. You should go pick it up. I'm like, have you never seen a skunk before? He's they're, like, they're like a cat. No. And I'm like, you're kidding. Nope. And then, so, his first trip here, his first year ever coming here, he's like, dude, is is that a tornado shelter? I'm like, yeah. Right? Bradley Kenlaw was the director of emergency services in Bladen County. He is now the... North Carolina. He is now the Deputy Director of Emergency Services for Harnett County, I believe. And uh, I'm like, yeah, that's a, that's a tornado shelter. He's like, can I go look in it? Knock, knock yourself out, buddy. Yeah, just crawl on down in there and close the door and sit there for a bit. <laughs> You'll see how much fun this ain't. <laughs> and so he's here, and then we... We're we're catching sporadic fires around. I'm like, Bradley, come on. He's like, what? I'm like, come on, dude. 
He's like, why? And I'm like, there's a fire right down here by Sparks. He's like, I get to go. I'm like, yeah, come on. You mean it? Get in Tahoe. And he's like, all right, cool. How do you fight fire now? I'm like, dude, you fight fire in North Carolina. Like, their fire, yeah. like, it'll run underground. And their forest fires, and I'm not taking anything away from them boys. Right. Okay. I won't do it. But from, they call in, like, seats, them single-engine single air tankers, like little crop duster planes, mm-hmm. on, like, 20 and 30-acre fires. And I'm like, damn, boys, we're just getting started. (laughs) (laughs) Let's have this party. Like, let's go. And so, like, we'll get, you know, the big fires here, and I'll send him pictures and video. And he's like, man, I I just want to come once. And I'm like, I swear to God, we'll scare the fire right out of you. Like, you won't want no more of it. So you're telling me in North Carolina, their boys are not on the back of a grass rig. Dude, it's swampy. Oh, you can't get in there. No, I mean you're you're. I think you're wildland. I mean, there's a lot of forest ground mm-hmm. and, and timber, mm-hmm. uh, timber, timber company ground, mm-hmm. um, in Cyprus. What what is that? When you say that, what do you mean uh, by like the timber ground? Yeah. So like we have crop ground here in Oklahoma. Uh-huh. Well, one of their crop there is cypress trees okay so they so they're, can, ju- they're just cutting them down to they go in and clear cut right. and sell to the processor gotcha, that's gotcha, where you gotcha, get gotcha, your gotcha. lumber and your paper and yada 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 yada. okay so i mean yeah they have a lot of wildland interface mm-hmm. but I, it's not it's not what we have here right uh so what you're saying bradley's biggest statement when he was here mm-hmm. was Holy shit, I can see the sunset. You can't see sunset in in Bladen County because the cypress trees are too tall. Right. So what you're telling me is he has never seen volunteer fire department guys bouncing on the back of a grass rig. Not like rednecks like us. Driving through a pasture, just laying some fire down. Not unless he's lied to me. I don't think he's done that. I I think we'd scare him to death. Bradley, if you're listening, we want you to come fight fire with us. How about that? Hmm. There's there's your invite, Bradley. Diddy. Oh, Diddy. Oh, Diddy. It, uh... Dude, duck hunting out there, Mm -hmm. let me tell you. Six o'clock, you get to the duck hole. Everybody walks in. Mm-hmm. This last place we've been hunting, I mean, just killer, killer, flooded cypress, but you're right on the river. Uh, wood ducks, like you ain't never seen. But anyways, and then about an hour and a half into this deal, you'll see a few key players get up and start walking back to the truck, and you're just like, "Where are y'all going?" Oh, don't worry about it. Just keep hunting. All right, cool. And then you start smelling it. You're like. Oh, man, somebody's cooking bacon, sausage. And, I mean, you get up there in the smorgasbord, right? And so I'm on vacation when I'm there hunting. Well, So these boys are cooking breakfast, and they're like, Nick, what are you doing over there? 
I'm like, oh, just, you know, get me a little morning cranberry juice mixed up here. And Bradley's like, Nick, it's 8 o'clock in the morning. I'm like, Bradley. And? I am on vacation. (laughs) Okay. There is only one shot of apple crown in there. Well, and that's what I was going to say. If if people don't know this about you, um, food will shut you down real quick. Oh, it will. (laughs) If there's food, I'm out. I'm out. Screw this cold. Find me at staging. (laughs) (laughs) Free Sonic cheeseburgers for everybody. Bring them on. Find me at staging. That's how I used to be. I don't eat a lot now. Yeah, You have lost a lot of weight. I have. I don't eat a lot now. So, it's good. Um, But, yeah. Food out there. Mm. Yeah. Uh, Did you experience Bernie's? When Bradley come last year. Yes, the croissants. I feel like you come over with Harper. Maybe. Okay, so Bernie's. Mark. They offer, uh, what do you call it? Uh, When a company will let you uh, buy in and open your own company. What's mm-hmm. it? A franchise. Franchise. So, Bernie's will franchise. Mark. Bernie's will franchise. What Bernie's are, Bernie's are croissants filled with goodness. Cheesecake. Apple pie. Cherry. Turtle cheesecake. Maple and bacon. Bernie's, right? Bernie's. Okay. okay, hold on. I'm not done with this. Well, I know, but Bernie's, if you're listening, feel free to sponsor an episode. Dude, I'm telling you. Then they take this thing and they bake it. And when it comes out, they then, they then dip this thing in donut glaze. Oh, my God. Like, even when Bradley flies here, uh-huh. they're at that point two days old. It doesn't matter. I what you what you what what did Theo Vaughn say earlier? Uh, I will kick a fat kid when he's down. We will <laughs> we will fight over the last Bernies. So you're saying what what you're telling me right now, and what I'm hearing is you will. Punch a fat kid in Kmart over a Bernie's croissant, but you will not fight a fat woman in Bucky's for a bucket of lemon crisp. Bradley knows my love for Bernie's. Right. And well, I know your love for for, <laughs> for lemon crisp. No. There is there's one, a lot of passion behind what there, he's saying. There right is now. one mandatory stop in North Carolina. Yeah. You find me a Bernie's. Yeah. Thank God there's one just right outside of Raleigh, North Carolina. Yeah. But I'm telling you, Bernie's mm-hmm. is like town and country. Mm-hmm. If you want to know the local gossip, you go to Bernie's in the morning. You want to know who's hunting that morning? You go to Bernie's. You get there early. 
because all the hunting rigs, right? So that's something else. So we 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 when I went out there in November, mm-hmm. and we was riding to Hatteras Island to go catch the ferry over to the Outer Banks. Uh, they all run marine grade radios in the pickups. Saltwater. No, no marine grade radios. Yeah. You know, they all have marine radios. But these deer camps, and they still do deer drives. And uh, you can like you can hear them talking, like driving down the road. And this caught me off guard. Like, what was that, Bradley? What are they talking about? Who's shooting? Did you hear that shot? Bradley's like, calm down, dude. Shots fired. Shots fired. They're deer hunting. They're probably right up the road. I'm like, what? He's like, yeah. He's like, and we get a little further down the road. He reaches down. Clicks a few buttons and changes a few channels, and boom, here we go again. Here's more. Here's more rednecks. Most redneck thing I ever seen in my life. I'm lying. I'm dying, boys. You ain't lived on the edge of your seat until you have rabbit hunted in North Carolina. I am hungover. Bradley goes, "Come on, we're gonna go over here to deer camp." I said, "What are we going to deer camp for?" He goes, "The boys are rabbit hunting today." And when we when I got there, he made sure I had all my license, you know. And I'm like, okay, there's a chance we're going to go rabbit hunting. Cool. Make sure you get my squirrel license, too, because squirrel hunting's fun now. But anyways, we go over here as far. I, I agree with that statement. There is some standing, I don't know what. You couldn't see over it. And there is just lanes cut every which way. Like, whoever got on the brush hog that morning drunk had to have been... <laughs> more hungover than i was that would be drunk and we pull up and the action's already started uh-huh. like there is people all over the place and shotguns are going off and i have an instant headache <laughs> but i'm gonna embrace this so they give me the they give me the vest i got my orange on i got a pocket full of shotgun shields i got an over and under camouflage tri-star just like the one i shoot at home buddy <laughs> oh yeah we going to pound town with an over and under I got muzzle flashed more times in 10 <laughs> minutes. <laughs> like, I'm That's just, grounds for a fist fight. Dude, I'm just walking, and it's like, boom, right in front of me. I'm like, whoa. So now I just take getting muzzle flashed as terms of affection. <laughs> like, you have to love me at this point, right? So I embrace this for about another hour. The trust that you had, you know, you, you would have to have. Oh, 100%. And I embrace this for about another hour. And I'm like, hey, Bradley, which way's the truck? He goes, it's that way. I said, all right, I'll be back. He goes, what? I said, I'll be back. So I went to the truck. And anybody knows me, I travel with hey dudes. I'm like, I'm taking these hip waders off. I'm leaving the orange on. For some kind of precautionary reason, I don't know what. I guess so they can identify me in the brush, right? <laughs> and I grab the cranberry and crown apple out of the ice chest. And I go walking back up there, and Bradley goes, what are you doing? Hunting for said, the bottom done. of this drink? I said, I'm done hunting, boys. I'm watching. Dude, we walked probably 10 miles. My feet ain't never hurt so bad. And then that evening, Bradley goes, come on, let's go squirrel hunting. By God, ding, ding. That's a whole different deal, though. I had never hunted squirrel a day mm-hmm. in my life until I went to North Carolina. Right. 
And, you know, I am a, I will listen to Jerry Clower all day long in highball, okay, and raccoon hunting. Them boys are what you see in movies. Okay, they come pulling up, drop the tailgates, dogs go, burr, 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 they gone. Right? Nobody even said go. Like, I am still trying to get dressed here. Like, it's the Oklahoma Like, have some run. patience. <laughs> These dogs are gone. All right, what are we do now? Start walking. All right, where do we walk to? <laughs> to the sound of the dogs. I'm like, well, how far are the dogs? And he almost, he, mile and a half. And I'm like, they left seven minutes ago. And the squirrel you, is going to be in Washington by the time I get there. And you, and you mean to tell me, you want me to walk a mile and a half? Dude, I did it. Oh, you, I mean, there is no adrenaline rush. Like getting to the bottom of that tree and them dogs sitting there, and you got three guys waiting for the Oki that says he can shoot to shoot first. Right. Now it's a competition. So they're getting ready to mop up. I miss. <gasps> boom, 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 boom. Four times. <laughs> Damn it, boy, get out of my way. Pow. Squirrel falls. That's how you shoot a squirrel. Right? And I'm like, all right, I got you. Scope's off. Right? It's pressure. I got you. We get to the next squirrel. All you can see is his head. I'm like, how am I supposed to hit that little bee thing? I ain't shooting first. Gun's jammed. <laughs> right? And they're like, the gun ain't jammed. I'm like, gun's jammed. I'm like, we were messing with it. The old guy shoots the squirrel. I'm like, yeah. Yeah. So then we we went raccoon hunting one night, too. Yeah. Dude, I, I, I think we walked further that night. Yeah. And I'm pretty sure them dogs ran even further. Mm-hmm. But to, I don't know, to be there... hunting with them guys mm -hmm. that took time out of their day that evening to go hunting with some oaky kid that ain't never been squirrel hunting, ain't never been raccoon hunting. It was cool as hell. <laughs> and every year I go back, I'm like, hey, can we go squirrel hunting? Like, can you line up a squirrel hunt? Like, we need to go squirrel hunt. You know, the other day I said something about the Cumberland River and that montage. So we got about 15 minutes left, so. Me and Bradley go out, I think it was the year before last. and It was kind of rainy out. Mm -hmm. We just I wanted to see the river. So we we throw the boat in and take off down the river. Man, there is this floating dock out here, and it looks like a bar. I'm like, what is this? And I can't remember the guy's name. Mm -hmm. I, I want to say it was like Uncle Buck or something like that. And we Bradley's on the, on the old horn with him, on the old phone. Yeah, yeah, we're getting, we'll pull up here in about five minutes to tie off, go up there and have a beer with you. And I'm like, what in redneck heaven are we doing? Yeah. Buddy, we pull up and tie off to this, and here comes this fella. I don't think we left there for four and a half hours. I mean, it was just story after story after story, and you'd see people come up and down the river fishing, and you'd see fish jumping. I'm like. 
Well, how cool, but how redneck is this, right? You're a mile and a half from town. This, this is cool, right? This, this is, this is living. This is living. It was cool. Yep. So, well, I guess we'll end it with this because I've been sitting here. Oh God, you've been thinking. All right. Well, yeah, that's when it gets dangerous. We were talking about hunting, um, open water, big water for ducks. I don't know that I couldn't do it. I want to tell you the, the banded duck story. You want to hear the banded duck story? How big of open water are we talking? The lakes. Oh, okay. Yeah. I thought you was talking like. Think think about this for a minute. The banded duck story. No, you're not. You mean get into it? No. Ah. Cliffhanger. How about that? You can't. But big water. I got I got enough time for this. So in November. <laughs> We're going to the Outer Banks. And Bradley's like, yeah, we'll go fishing. Like, we'll, we'll go out in the sound and go fishing. And I'm like, all right, cool. Like, we're going to charter. I'm thinking, let me back this up. Bradley had a center console, like, ocean boat. Not a big one. I think it was, like, 12 foot. Bay boat. Like a bay boat. Mm-hmm. And I'm thinking, yeah, we're taking a bay boat. Like, this will be all right, right? I'm talking about somebody that's never been. Offshore fishing offshore i've seen the ocean once in my life and i was a knee high to a grasshopper Mm -hmm. okay so now i'm you know we get we get to his house and we're loading everything i'm like all right uh where's the bay boat at he's like oh yeah i sold it i'm like what do you mean you sold the bay boat he's like yeah i sold the bay boat i never used it so i'm like all right can't knock a guy for that what boat are we taking (laughs) he goes to john boat and i'm like do what? What? He's like, yeah. It'll be all right. The, you said John boat? Oh, yeah. How big a John boat are we talking? 16 foot, baby. Aluminum bottom. 72, 72 inch bottom? Oh, yeah. 16, 72? Yeah. Now, just so I can make sure I understand this correctly, because I don't think I've ever heard this story, so I'm... Let me see if I have a picture of this. You're... you're what you're telling me is you took a 1672 John boat. Green, I'm assuming? Oh, yeah. In the ocean? Yeah. Well, in the sound. Okay, so yeah, I didn't understand this either. Okay, so any when you have two bodies of water, okay, okay, and there is an um, object, an island, okay, that breaks that. Mm-hmm. The land side is the sound. The The ocean side is the ocean. Okay. Okay. So you have the sound and then you have the ocean. So mind you where we're at, um, Hatteras Island, the sound was known for and, and is still known to possibly have some black beard treasure in the bottom of it because that's where he came into to weather from the hurricanes and you yes yeah, Stegman pulled up a, oh i know but john boat it's flat bottom boat yeah t- like look that back up i think he i think he knows what kind of boat it is oh he was he was looking up the model of the boat 
Six, for those who don't know, 16 foot long, 72 inches wide. Yeah. So when when we so I didn't I still couldn't believe this. So we we hook onto the boat, boom, we're gone. I sleep most of the car ride. I think it was like three and a half hours. So we have to catch two ferry rides. Okay, so we we board this ferry, and I'm like, huh. So how do I get off this if something happens? You don't. I'm like. You ride it all the way to the scene of the accident. What do you mean you don't? Uh, Guaranteed to be the beat the uh, paramedics, paramedics there, there by 15, 15 minutes. minutes. Yeah. Uh, so I, I embrace this. And so I'm like, you know what? I'm on vacation. Start drinking. <laughs> Fireball. <laughs> right. So we get. We get to the second ferry, and I can see the next island, right? I, I can see where we're going. And I'm like, why are we not going straight? Why are we going way out here, uh-huh. out of the way, and coming back around into this? Why? I don't understand this. Well, that's where they dredged the channel. And the sound gets really shallow in places mm-hmm. with the current. All right, cool, whatever. So, dude, I'm thinking I'm seeing dolphins jump out of the water, right? And I'm looking out there. I'm like, oh, look at that dolphin. Nick, they ain't dolphins. I'm like, no, that was a dolphin. They're like, no, that that ain't a dolphin. I'm like, no, that's a dolphin. They're like, no. (laughs) You dumb okey. That was a pelican. And I'm like, well, they're stupid. (laughs) Right? They just hit the water doing like Mach 3, right? Could you imagine the... The force on their neck. I mean, come on. <laughs> but anyways, so we go, we go off, we 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 go shore fishing. Mm-hmm. Coolest thing ever, right? I I catch a shark, I catch a flounder. But anyways, Bradley's like, come on, uh, we're gonna go, uh, we're gonna put the boat in the water. And I'm like, oh, this is a thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right, all right, who's all going? Oh, me, Bradley, and Mike. Bradley's brother-in-law. Love Mike. Mike. Mike's cool. Mike Mike turned me on to uh, Sundrop soda that you can only get like on the East Coast. And uh, Jim Beam Orange. Okay. Mm. Yeah. You'll drink a whole bottle of night. Dangerous. Anyways, uh, we get in this, this John boat and in we're, the ocean. We're, we're tooling around in the sound. The sound. Okay. Fishing, fishing the docks and stuff. And, Bradley said, "Let's uh, let's run out here to the neck of the sound. Tide's getting ready to go out, and we'll go out there and and fish in the. You want me to do what? Yeah. The wind is howling. Okay." This white boy's only seen white caps on a public lake. <laughs> I'm in a John boat with a PFD on. Yeah. Looking like Somalian pirates. And we're going fishing in a, in a, in a John, John boat, boat in, in the boat. ocean. <laughs> So we get out there. I'm like, all right. 
you know, that takes, I'm good. I'm that good. takes me back to some of the harebrained ideas we so used we're to out, have. We're out here fishing, buddy, and boy, it's getting dark. And I'm like, all right, boys, we, we got to start wrapping this up. I'm like, okay. I don't need to get lost in the ocean. Right? And the bad part about this is that if something happened, all I had to do was get out of the boat and stand up. Right. What, what three foot deep? Maybe waist deep water. Right. In some places. Yeah. Now, that could drop off and you'd be gone forever. Right. But some places stand up. It's not the point. <laughs> okay. We're headed back and there's a trawler that comes across in front of us. And I'm like, all right, Bradley, stay in his wake. Stay right behind you, buddy. Don't change course. A trawler like a... Uh... Like a shrimp. I think a shrimp trawler. Okay. Maybe. Big, big boat. Uh, It wasn't a big, big boat. Yeah. He had a big spool on the back. Okay. Uh, we got outside of his wake, and I'm like, man, this is it. This is it. This I, is I how I go. Now. Thank God there is a Coast Guard cutter station right there. <laughs> <laughs> right? Seen it this morning? Already eyeballing them boys. I'm yeah. like, mm. you know what? We laugh about the Coast Guard, and a lot of people do. And I might catch nine kinds of hell over this. If I was younger, I think I'd have been a rescue swimmer with the Coast Guard. One hundred percent. Okay, you heard say, that say, correctly. Say that again. I if if I was younger mm-hmm. and in better shape. Okay. I left that part out the first time. Yeah. I believe round is a shape. Yeah. Okay. I would have joined the Coast Guard uh-huh. and attempted to be a rescue swimmer. Okay. I mean this from the bottom of my heart. I don't feel like you do. The about the only thing you swim to is a dinner table. I can swim farther than you. I don't know. Can you? Oh, yeah. So you mean to tell me that if we, we got in our, our our local lake, you could swim, and we took off swimming. Uh-huh. Damn side. Okay. You would make it across, and I wouldn't. I'm not saying you wouldn't. I'd make it across first. No. 100%. <laughs> we got bets already going up. Got the longer stride. <laughs> Have you ever seen a black lab try to retrieve a duck? Okay, they look half... Um, special that's what hammock looks like swimming <laughs> you don't know if he's drowning or swimming well when I stop and do that I'm not stopping <laughs> <laughs> I'm not coming back oh for you. my god okay regardless of what you weigh in water I don't care I'm not dragging you short really I mean maybe okay I don't have to worry about it because you're a pavement princess so oh here we go here we go <sighs> well what do you think
Time for bed? Bed. I'm going with Sophie. Okay. Sophie's asleep. I'm going to sleep. Well, Sophie says it. Well, she's already asleep, so I'm assuming it's Dude, already. Dude, Sophie's the best dog ever. Besides Ember. Besides. That dog is that dog is legit. Good dog. Not hyper for being ten months old. Not hyper at all. Oh no. No, slept in bed with me all night. <laughs> Terrible pet owner. <laughs> My dog does too, so it's all good. You should not talk to your wife like that. Oh. Listen to this. All right. Bed? Bed. Well, we'll catch you all on the flip. Peace.